the emotional breakdown seen as the weakest points of our life. But what if I told you that it's the point of the true convergence? Yup, the breaking point. See, a lot of times we're so afraid of exposure, we don't face our own bullshit. You know, the things that we have built up, these metaphorical scars, the scar tissue, over and over and over again that we call the identities. But as you come to learn, you attract what you are, not where you're at. That's why you so quickly say that's why I don't or all I want is or why can't I have what I want? Not realizing you've been getting it the entire time. Those layers built up over those years because of that tra trauma, just soak up all the nutrients to avoid cracking. It's time to peel it all back. The only way to heal a wound is to go to the source. Last week, we tapped into the progressive perspective. This week, we about to take a full advantage of understanding these breaking points. Welcome to the guide.
As soon as you get the new chance, whether it be the new job, you're already thinking about the new place. You said fuck everything to get in order, you're already thinking about new shit. You in a new relationship, you automatically already thinking you got the new business venture, the new opportunity, you already thinking about year three, four, and five. But you gotta understand, everything's synonymous. Just like for the business, the company, the relationship, I don't care which one it is. It takes two to four years to, to create within that space the balance that's with ourselves. It takes two to four years. Two to four years. See, a lot of times through that six of wands, we're looking at where we were victorious in the old aspects. You look at like, man, I was back in 98 I was good back in 2000 and whatever this isn't 2006 7 8 9 10 this isn't then this is now this is how we get stuck when we looking at that ten of wands this is how we get stuck in that oppressive narrative because we're trying to use the old narrative to set the tone of now Time served is only credibility. The only credibility of time served is the lesson that was learned. The only credibility in the time served is the lesson that was learned. Yes, it was successful. Yes, it was probably a point to where you were like, yo, this worked for me. But I gotta let you understand this. This is something that I had to understand. When it comes into building these new balances, when it comes into building the new structure, raising the standard, tapping into the new stability, the worst thing you can do that's written by the King of Wands is not look at what you learned from the aspects of yourself, your track record. See, so many times we get stuck not paying attention to the track record. We looking at the new. Well, the new relationship is going to be reflections of the over the relationship you ain't what you ain't deal with in the old relationship. The job, the business venture, it's going to be reflections of what you learned in that past aspect. That's how you stay present by constantly keeping yourself in a state of observation. Observe the path, observe the process. That way, when you start seeing things come up. Where it's supposed to be like, oh shit, this what happened last time, now you can breathe. I know it's hard to breathe sometimes, I understand. I've been in those positions where it's hard to breathe and you're like, but, 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 I just need one chance. I've done this part before, that's nice. But that part went equally with another part inside that space. You can't take the part that worked and apply it to this space because that part was meant for that. It was only meant for that space. 
want you to understand that. That part was meant for that space. You can grab the sequence, the experience for using that in that space, but stop trying to bring it to this space. See, this is a traumatic response. If it worked back then, it works now. That's, no. You looking at the new opportunity to assess your grounding. It's time to look inside of your space right now and see what's challenging you as opposed to not challenging you. Why is it challenging you? So a lot of times we get stuck in these spaces based on pleasure, we're used to pain. So remember, I always say comfort is reaction. You used to pain. So of course you're gonna use the points of infatuation based on pain to set your tone now. So if this happens and this happens and it doesn't work, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna keep moving forward. You've already set yourself up for failure. You've already set yourself up not to step into your disciplines. The four swords represents discipline, meditation, the discipline, the meditation, the sitting with yourself, the assessment, the letting everything in, understanding where you're at. The two of cups represents understanding that balance of that new flow. That six of wands represents you've had the victory. The success is the lesson and what I apply from that lesson. If I look at my success from what I had, I'll always be oppressed. I always move forward not using the knowledge from beforehand. See, that's what you gotta step into. You coming into this new space, this new season. You can't use what you used before. Well, my last person like this, that isn't your last person. My last person, that isn't what you're allowing. My last job, this ain't your last job. Well, because I want you to understand this. Whatever you did then, you're gonna be doing more now. Think about it like this. Ownership takes more responsibility. It takes more discipline to do what you want than to do what you can. That means the eight hours you put in at your job, you're gonna be putting in 16 hours now. The two hours you put into cooking dinner, you're gonna be putting four hours in now. Because before you take it out the box, now you're doing it from scratch. That's your standard. Take that metaphor as your standard. Outside that box, it takes longer. It takes more work. This is the season of you putting in more work. You about to make these moves all winter. So when spring comes, you got a bountiful boom. I want you to be the fucking best. If you want to get more personal, oh yeah. If it resonates with you, take it with you. I want you to be the best. If you want to more tune in to get something more personal, wait to the plug talk. Always, I love you.
Welcome, welcome, welcome to the guy podcast. Sitting here trying to eat at the same time with y'all. Welcome, welcome. Again, I'm your host, Papa Lucifer. Sip of that good old water. Now we get into this week's episode, Breaking Points. <clears throat> the power of the emotional, the power of the emotional breakdown. I gotta, yeah. The power of the emotional breakdown. We understand that everything is based on the aspects of emotions that we manifest through our space. So a lot of times when you're having an emotional breakdown, that emotional breakdown itself, it's actually a point of convergence, as we talked about before in the opening. The first level of that, as we get into this week's session, are the degrees of discernment. Remember, last week we got into perspective of self, the perspectives, the progressive perspective. We talked about our disassociation with self in the perceptions rift. The disassociation is the first degree of learning to face the judgments of your soul. So a lot of times when these emotional breakdowns happen, when you get upset, when you get mad, when you, when you're feeling some type of way, remember, I always say this, all of your emotions come from an anchoring point. That means you don't wake up mad. It's coming from somewhere internally magnified outside of yourself. You're not mad. You're already mad. Nothing can make you mad. Nothing can make you a, nothing can make you feel a certain type of way it's anchored to an aspect of thought with inside of yourself that you have not yet dealt with that judgment think about it like this if i'm sitting here playing i remember back in the day or if i sit here playing god of war and i got god of war on titan i know that's the hardest level i will sit here and get upset but I have to define that energy, that anger. The only reason that I'm upset is because I'm not used to that level. So inside of me, the, I have to calm myself down and go through the practices, go through the process. And then now I'm able to, I'm no longer judging myself based on, damn, I'm, you feel me? Because it's feeding from somewhere. That's why you see certain people like, they do shit that seem easier than other things because it seemed easier to them inside of their aspect because they look you're judging yourself based off of their pro of their progress so when we talk about that disassociation with so we talk about that degree of the understanding of degrees of discernment it's that judgment a lot of times you put yourself in a a, a situation where you judging others you've been so used to judging others to avoid yourself that whenever it comes time to judge yourself, you're trying to make, you're trying to sugarcoat. You're trying to sugarcoat and fabricate. Remember we talked about it in the fabrication. You're trying to fabricate something and make it something that it isn't actually isn't. When in truth, you need that. That's when we talk about that emotional breakdown. I don't want no one to see me sad. I don't want nobody. That is an emo, that's a traumatic response. If you do not want to, if you don't want people to see you in a weakened state, 
That's a traumatic response. Why are you putting yourself into that type of position? Because every time I get weak around people, they use it against me. Who? See, we can keep talking about surface level shit. You talking about the last ex you was with, the last girlfriend you was with, boyfriend, the last job, last friends that you had, that's cool. But until you get to that root of the first person that used your vulnerability against you, you are gonna stay in this cycle of judgment trying to disassociate yourself with it yourself. This is where we're talking about the judgments of self. Going into that space of judgment, sitting with yourself and having that conversation, being able to tell your ego to go sit in the corner while you're asking the parts of you that are hurt, what happened? How do you feel? While well, you're dealing with those aspects. See, a lot of times we keep going through these spaces with ourselves because we're so used to being there, being there, being there, being there, that we're not giving ourselves the time to actually assess. See, discernment is about assessment. Discernment is the self-aware, the self-awareness, the self-assessment, the standard, understanding the emotions, breaking down the emotions. That's why I keep saying that emotional breakdown, that's a point of convergence because it's gonna tell you exactly what you need to do. Man, we look, you look at somebody on TV, have an emotional breakdown and they go away for six months. Oh my God, they went away for six months. I thought they were so strong. You only reflecting yourself into that space. I would never have a breakdown like that. Maybe you need one like that. I tell people all the time, maybe you need those breakdowns. Instead of you jumping from relationship to relationship, job to job, friend to friend. Some of y'all are excited to keep getting new friends, not realizing that the only reason you keep acquiring these friends so fast, I'm not talking about the ones that can simply, from the perspective of they're actually a loving person and they actually attract that. I'm talking about the ones that always seem to need to have friendships. I want you to think about your process. Due to your lack of discernment or self-awareness in self, when it comes to you sitting there in that space of judgment, you try not to judge others. So now you're looking at every time you're inside of a space, when you hear, when you get the flag about a person, that that, that lesson plan about a person, like this person is a lesson I've already mastered, but you ain't listening to that because you ain't went through the judgments. See, this is when we talk about that disassociation. You keep doing the same thing. This one I always ask. Are you doing things? Are you looking for the signs to maintain your patterns? Or are you looking at the sign that's forcing you to challenge you to become better with yourself? Do that internal work. I dropped the whole video. It is uploaded to my it's uploaded to my YouTube channel, Gotico Alchemist. And we talked about the aspects of circles of entitlement. If you follow me on TikTok, Papa Lucy Somdi. On TikTok, I dropped a video about the aspects of understanding that as your expect your expectations are gonna fall as your standards rise. If you have high expectations, you have a high sense of entitlement. And your standards are only your standards are only surface level. I had to really understand that point. I had high expectations because I had a high sense of entitlement, but my standards were superficial my standards were superficial 
that means my car look nice or the, the crib look nice or the clothes look nice or whatever. It was all surface level shit. The true aspect, the true aptitude of my standards was my emotional intelligence was trash. My listening skills were trash. All the, my listening skills were trash. I was always trying to be right. Always trying to get the last word. Always trying to argue. I was always in this state of going back and forth. And all of this boiled down to me not wanting anybody to judge me. Or to pass judgment on me. Even though I would sit in spaces and judge others. I would sit there in a space and judge other motherfuckers for what they were doing. Their life, where their life was at, shit they was doing. And I'm always realizing, I'll break this down. If every situation that I go into, if a solution without self-accountability is only a prolonged problem. See, due to this, not going into that breaking point, accepting that emotional breakdown that needs to happen, a lot of times you'll find yourself, you'll have a solution without any accountability. And I want you to understand how these solutions without accountability work. That means if we all sit, if I'm sitting in a circle with some people and I can immediately give them, hey, you need to be doing this with your life. You need to be doing that with your life. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. Like this is the example. If I tell everybody in my circle, they need to be doing shadow work. And they ask me what shadow work is. And I give them the intellectualized answer. The intellectualized answer. Based on their level of light, they can't understand that. If I tell them what inner child healing is and I give them a basic ass answer so they don't judge me, I'm trying to keep it from being vulnerable. See, now if someone asks me what shadow work is, I can give them an example. I can break down what shadow work is, what it isn't, and I can give them examples of corresponding points which comes in the aspects of in the uh, in-depth healing, going into your darkness. I'm not afraid of judgment. I don't fear judgment because I've already went through my judgments. I love being in that vulnerable space because I'm teaching. I'm teaching and I'm learning at the same time. So when you go into these spaces throughout the aspects, when you actually understand vulnerability is the ability to move impartially, that is a superpower. The ability to be vulnerable is the ability to be impartial. The more vulnerable vulnerable that you are, the more impartial that you are. The less less vulnerable you are, the more that you have a fear of being exposed, then you're always going to be sitting there inside of that space, one side or the other. You're going to look at that side and make some judgments, or you're going to look at that side and make some judgments. You'll never make a balanced decision outside of a space. And that's where a lot of us go to when we're stuck in that disassociation, this disassociation with discernment. You want to disassociate yourself with the discernment because that takes the self-awareness. If the or the degrees, the correction, the degrees of discernment. Remember, I've talked about this before. We everything has a degree. Like there's degrees to comfort. The lowest level of the degrees of the I mean the degrees of consistency. The lowest level of the degree of consistency is comfort. 
that means distraction equals comfort distraction is the what i react to is a distraction that keeps me within comfort the highest level of consistency is the disruption helps me learn and apply to my discipline inside of that space there's a difference between you laying in your bed and there's a tv in the lit in your bedroom and you know it's time for you you, you know you know you got to be at work early in the uh, a.m and you make the decision i can't go to sleep right now i'm gonna watch a couple hours of television that's cool but you just what you're actually investing into is the distractions for comfort it's easier for you to turn on the television watch the tv watch you and fall asleep but think about either way you being programmed because now you sleep that's being programmed into your mind into your subconscious while you go to sleep taking that accountability now you sitting there like i like going to bed but i don't want to i don't want to i know i'm not going to go straight to bed it's time to invest in some reading you can go grab audio books. You ain't even gotta get uh, book, uh, paperbacks. I like paperbacks, I like the way it feels. You can go get the audio book. Listen to the audio book while you write. Write up your plan for the next day. It's these small aspects that help. That's why whenever an emotional breakdown occurs, whenever somebody goes through a psychotic break or an emotional breakdown, they put them into a space and they go into a state of assessment. See, you keep trying to wait to this breakdown point to go through the assessment. You wait until the break. You're waiting until you break down. You tired. You, 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 you hurting. You need some shit in order to do the work. That's what you waiting for. What? And this is the mindset. This is the program. When I get this money, I'll do this. When I get this, I'll do this. When I get some time off, then I'll do this. But you just had four days, you just had two days off back to back and didn't do shit. So it's not the days off that you need to assess. Man, well, they had me all tired all day and then I had to sleep. Okay. No one said you couldn't sleep. But what is it like? You like there, there comes a certain point in time in your life when you got to start making these decisions based on you actually being sitting in that present space. And that hard part about that is when you sitting in that present space with yourself and you really don't understand you, you really don't know yourself. You really don't understand yourself. You really don't know yourself. A lot of times you sitting inside of that space is because you had never been nurtured. You've never been guided. You're stuck in those old judgments. You're still disassociating yourself with yourself so you don't have to face it. See, that was the hardest thing for me was not facing a lot of shit. I grew up, I grew up not facing things. I grew up in a space to where when I did face something, I was always, it was always led me to a point of emotional suppression. Whenever I had a thought or an idea, I was led to emotional suppression. Whenever I asked certain questions, I was led to emotional suppression. So my, remember your emotions are your energy, energy in motion, that is what emotions are. So think about if you're taught to suppress your emotions, the inquisitive nature of a child, the inquisitive nature. Think about when you go into a space. That's why you keep apologizing all the time. 
That's why you afraid to be judged. That's why you try to, you have no boundaries. That's because you're disassociated. You're disassociated with the degree that you're on. So you can't even step into that school of thought with yourself. So every time an emotional breakdown happens, you think that it's normal. You've had multiple, every, I'm putting it like this. Every time you were taught to suppress your emotions, you were groomed for emotional, you were groomed to be desensitized from an emotional breakdown. So for you to sit there every time and say, I never have emotional breakdowns, I just keep going, going and going. That is the terms of, you are literally having a psychotic, you are literally stuck in a cycle of a psychotic break. You're literally stuck within a psychotic break. You're literally in a state of lunacy. Lunacy is where you see, lunacy is the aspects of where the entitlement comes from. It is lunacy for you to keep repeating the same shit, thinking that you're gonna get a different result. That is, that is the bare basis of entitlement. You think if you change out a couple of things inside of a space, <clears throat> I've talked, we talked about this, the videos on my YouTube channel. A lot of you are stuck <clears throat> in this space with yourself because you've been planning your intentions inside of your entitlements. Talk to me. You've been planning your intentions inside of your entitlements. And I'm not gonna lie, it works. But that's short term. I want you to understand the power of the short term and the long term investment. See, the reason that it works, that you set your intentions, when you set your intentions inside of your entitlement, is because the trauma played the game. The traumatic experience, your mother, your father, those things took play. But you gotta understand that the same entitlement that you are, the same entitlement that you feel that your mother should have done something or should be a certain way with you is the same entitlement you're going to end up displaying inside of your space. That's the same thing you're gonna start displaying inside of your space if you're not dealing with or having that conversation. Remember this, this healing, the healing aspect is destructive. You don't want to get to a point to where you 30, 40, 50 years old. I'm talking now, I'm talking to my young ones. Now let's turn into tune into the show. You gotta understand, like, if you have that question, you need an environment where you're able to have that conversation. That's to change another narrative. You need that, you feel me? Like, so think about it to if you're a parent, if you're a mother, you're a father, you're a nephew, you're a you're whatever you are old you're your older person think about that you wondering why every day your kids don't talk to you you wondering every single day why your kids don't talk to you they can't tell you certain things and when they ask you for things they have a sense of entitlement to them you gotta remember they came through you remember that gateway that portal they came through you they are your lessons. And if you, and this is the thing, like some of y'all keep creating lessons, but you ain't learning anything. So now that entitlement rises. We don't get deep into that when we get into this, the next, uh, next, uh, piece. But I want to stay on, I want to stay on this track. I, y'all know, y'all know how I am. I like, I'll jump all around on this shit. But you got to understand where you're at and how you move, how you're speaking, how you walking, how you talking.
You got to understand that your energy is in a certain space. But if you keep making the same moves over and over and over again, expecting a different result, you're staying in that state of lunacy. You're in a state of entitlement. If your quickest go-to is, well, if they do this and they do this, then we have that. But if you look at your, I want you to, I always say this, look at your circle. Look at everybody that's around you. Who you interact with on a daily basis. What stage of what stage of their life are they in? What stage of their life are they in? Are they rebuilding or they're trying to get their life together and da 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 da? But see, that's why I'm always okay. Where are you at? Where are you at? See, I remember I had to judge my look at myself, ask where I had to ask where the fuck was I at. If everybody, if everybody around me is working on themselves and I feel that I don't need to work on myself or I always feel the need, like, yeah, good working on you need, hey, you need to work on that. Hey, yo, man, you need to stop leaving these girls alone. You know, they, if I'm always giving out this information and they're not listening to it and I get upset that they're not listening to what I'm saying, guess what, guess what, guess what the truth is? I'm not doing the work. There's something that else that I should be doing. If I'm on a group text or the group chats, I remember being on group chats, Telegram, WhatsApp, all like this on, on the uh, group chat. And I remember getting mad at people, but then I got to understand that I'm only getting upset because nobody's doing what I feel that they should be doing. But inside of that space, I have to understand, I gotta ask myself, am I explaining this? Do it, am I explaining this clearly? Or am I allowing my emotions to take the center stage? I gotta understand that the space that I built, sometimes the spaces that you build are based on comfort. You got people around you that are mad comfortable. That means they're able to react to shit. And then you got people around you that don't react to none of the shit that you say. And you mad at them because they ain't reacting to you. And you just keep doing the dumb shit. You in the middle of, you're in the middle of an emotional breakdown. And because you're so afraid to go into that darkness with that emotional breakdown, you're going to start attacking everyone. That's not on your side. I I know because I've done it. You start judging it. You got just why. Let's go back to that point. Think about everybody inside of your space. If everybody inside of your space has had an idea or something they want to do and they can't do it because of some other, so they got to go back to the drawing board. They got to wait. They got to practice patience. And you sitting there and you ain't catching the you ain't catching the drift. Everybody around you got to start practicing patience to build some shit. And you the only one sitting there talking about, well, I'm about to do this in a couple of months. Knowing your ass need to sit the fuck down. This is what we call the mirrors of oppression. A lot of y'all like maintaining the mirrors of oppression. A lot of y'all like maintaining this space, the fear of becoming vulnerable, the fear of doing the internal work, the fear of not dealing with yourself, the fear of not facing yourself. 
the fear of letting go and what you've been trying to hold on to for so damn long the fear of facing your patterns and your behaviors and the shit that you keep doing you sitting there inside that space mad at motherfuckers the mirror you are literally stuck in this mirrored of oppression fuck we gonna start it now the mirrored of oppression the mirror out of the mirror of, uh, the mirror of oppression the complex that the world is against you and it makes these it makes those judgments heavy that makes those judgments seem like they carry heavy sentences i want you to understand this part with these mirrors of this oppression and the aspects of you not doing it understanding stepping into that degree of discernment of judging yourself there's something, there's things that you do based on the traumatic experience, the things that you repeat and carry over. There was things that I was doing. And because I was not willing to face these internal judgments, because I felt like the world was against me, I built mirrors of oppression. So naturally, what would I attract? Remember, you attract where you are, not where you're at. Two different points. Where you are is in your truth, in your presence, in your reflection, in you learning. And where you're at is the state of relevance. That means your age. That means you sitting there, I'm 35, I'm 36, I'm 37, I'm 42, I'm 60, I'm 70, I'm 50. I'm too old to heal. I might as well accept where I'm at and keep doing what I'm doing. But you open up that can of worms. You can't go back. See, this is where we create these mirrors of oppression. These oppressive points inside of mirrors that keep giving us the weight of our judgments. Because all of a sudden, now you're looking at a TV show. You done looked at 17 TV shows about kids killing kids. And, and children dying and killing their parents or first 48 and all these other shit. And you thinking about that thing that you got to tell your kids about your old life and you're afraid that they're going to murder your ass. You afraid that if you tell your, if you tell your, if you really had that conversation with your baby father, your baby mother, or your husband or your, you feel me? You have a real conversation about yourself. They gonna look at you like you retarded because that's been the secret the entire time. So the mirror points inside of your life match that space. Remember, I've talked about, we go into, I've talked about this before. There is a difference between discussing the actual issue at hand, the point that has to be talked about. There's, an, there's a difference between disclosing in order to heal and dispersing in order to further maintain. A lot of y'all keep telling telling talking about y'all problems because you're dispersing to maintain. You're seeking motherfuckers to be like, yeah, that's why niggas, that's why I don't do, you're looking for, and we don't get into that when we talk, we don't get into that when we get into the last segment. But you keep going through this space with yourself and think about the conversations you keep having. The same conversation that you having with your kids, for example, if you have children, the same conversations you're having with your kids are the same conversations. You're having a conversation with your inner child. 
Think about that. Think about it. But you gotta be, you gotta, this is an honest point. You're, you're, you gotta understand, you gotta be honest to a point to where it doesn't bring you comfort. See, you created these aspects outside of yourself, these mirrors of oppression, these mirror points out of comfort. So you only speak to things that bring you comfort. You've been used to things that bring you comfort during the emotional breakdown. So if you always have things around you that bring you emotional comfort or comfort during the breakdown, you never allow yourself to go to the breaking point. There's power inside of that break, that emotional breaking point. We'll flip this table real quick. We'll keep getting into this. Yeah, and we back. Yeah, as I was just saying with the aspects of you got to be honest with yourself in that space. You got to be honest. You got to be this, 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 what I mean by the level of honesty. A lot of times for my clients, when we start having that conversation and we're breaking down, they're telling their story. Every time, like whether I'm doing like the initial consultation or we're in a session, the basis is to start owning their story. This is like the first layer of the shadow work, getting you in order, the healing aspect, getting you in order, understanding the point of that emotional breakdown and understanding the power behind it. That mirroring, the mirroring of oppression, the mirror, the mirror of oppression are these points that we put inside of our space that are based on comfort. And then we start realizing a lot of y'all built a lot of shit based on comfort. A lot of y'all had the, and these are the things, these are the things we gotta make normal again. We gotta make normal in these conversations. A lot of y'all had kids out of comfort. A lot of you had kids, you built relationships that were based on comfort saving the relationship or maybe keep them around forever. These are a lot of these things that we've created these mirror points of oppression. And then when you get mad about, remember everything is a mirror point of up, mirror, a mirror point of your own space. The things that you're not willing to govern, that entitlement aspect. I, I've dropped the, I put a piece out yesterday on my Facebook and I was talking about the different, uh, the aspects, I'm gonna go to it real quick. Oh shit, go out of that. I'm gonna go to it real quick. Pull it up on my, uh, it's on my page. And I was looking, I was like, and I was thinking about the degrees of accountability, not going past the aspects of self accountability, the assessment, the self awareness, the knowing yourself, understanding yourself. There's certain points that we have created in our dynamic. We've created in our dynamic this process of thought that is based upon the external, that is really based upon the external. It's really heavily based upon the physical aspect. Like that lack of mentality, the lack of mentality, it breeds this low self-awareness and it births the entitlement. That's how entitlement is birthed. That's how the, the oppression is birthed. 
but standards of self-awareness birth self-discipline. The aspects of understanding that less is more. You were taught that more work equals more stuff. That's it. That's that's the birthing of entitlement. So naturally, when you're in when your expectations drop, so does your quality of work. So think about that aspect. You're, you're feeling oppressed because you're not in a you're not in a certain space with yourself. Your expectations are so fucking yeah. You can have such a high level of expectation for something to happen a certain way, but it's only based on certain emotional that emotional catalyst not to pop off. So that as long as your emotions can stay at a certain level, they're not they're not bound like. They stay at a certain level so you can stay reacting, keep acting inside of a certain situation. What do you think you're going to do? So every time that it drops below that threshold, you know how to react. That's how a lot of us move. I remember moving that way in that sense of emotional breakdowns. Every time that I went below a certain threshold, that was the point of exposure and not the emotional breakdown. Because some of you are not going through emotional breakdowns. Some of y'all are just reckless with your mouth. You want to be, I'm reckless with my mouth. I'm petty. I'm this, this, and this. Those are the brinks before the emotional breakdown. Because the true emotional breakdown, it makes you feel, it makes you have to sit there with yourself. Some of y'all are still in that emotional point. You overrunning yourself. You're burnt out. You're not getting stuff that you want to get done. You have these thought processes of what you want and what you need, but you're not doing the work. I told you this shit comes with work. I'm talking about the motherfuckers that are coming into the healing process. That's why I always say healing is destructive. You got that expectancy on the table. You're saying the same way you had that expectation, like, okay, if I heal this much or if I do this much, then I can get this in my life and this in my life and this in my life. I'm not looking for nothing in my life. Everything that's supposed, everything that I've seen already, I've already seen it. We talk about that manifestation process, setting my intentions. My intentions are based on my standard or set inside of the space of my standards. That means I'm getting the work. That means I'm getting the opportunities to the opportunities or the resources. That means in the beginning stages of my healing, I needed the resources in order to heal. That means when I was like, yo, culling the spirit, talking to my ancestors, talking to them like, yo, I want, I'm trying to heal. I'm trying to shed this shit. The same way, similar to a Christian saying, Lord, take everything that don't serve me away from me. And all of a sudden your relationship went bad. You lost your house. You lost your job. The friendships is falling apart. Your sisters and you, you feel me? Because you set the tone. That's the resource. Now you sitting there trying to pick all that shit back up because without it, now you got to accept things about yourself. See, that's the power of that emotion. This is the power of the emotional breakdown. The emotional breakdown shows everything the way that it actually is. The emotional breakdown shows everything the way that it actually is. What it is, what it's doing, what it stands for. There's nothing to hide behind. That's the vulnerability. There's nothing to hide behind. That's the weakness. That's the weakness. That's the weakening point inside of your comfort zone. And now that you're standing outside of it, what are you going to do with it? 
So you can't carry the expectations into this space. This is where a lot of us got all this is where a lot of us get ourselves messed up at. Because we moving inside that space because you have that entitlement on the table. You got that whole entitlement out there on the table. You feel like you're entitled to some shit. It's time for you to take that. It's time for you to take that moment of that aspect to yourself. See, a lot of times we like staying inside of these spaces because we know how to react. You keep doing things because you know how to react. You keep acting in a certain way because you know how to react. Think about. I want you to think about this. In the state of you feeling that you're oppressed, or you're feeling like you're in a state of nothing's going the way you wanted to go. It's not, it's not beneficial to your patterns. It's not beneficial to your habits. It's not beneficial to these unhealthy, traumatic, ha- these trauma responses that you have. Something happens inside of that space. I talked about this last week, talking about thinking about a relationship. Something happens inside of that space, and now you're upset because they did something, but they apologize for it. They tell you what it was, and they change, and they fix it. You'll never see that. Because your mindset is still stuck behind that oppressive, this mirror point, so you can't see past that. So now, since you're only living through that mirror point, further on in the relationship, friendship, you're only going to repeat that. That's how shit keeps getting repeated. So I want you to think about that on a grander scheme and think about your great-grand, great-great-grandparents, your grandmother, your grandfather, things of that nature. You feel me? Let's think about the uncle, the deacon. We're thinking about all these certain aspects. The spirit talking, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the aspects of the sexual trauma aspect. The shit that happened to your grandfather or back into slavery that went transferred forward, no one talked about, it became something that was present in one of your brothers or your sisters, your great uncle, your aunt, whatever. By the time it came up to you and that new union came into that space, since it wasn't talked about, now your mother became a part of that aspect. So now the event that happens to you, now you ain't going to talk about what do you pass it on to? Remember, it keeps happening over and over and over again. Just because we're not facing these things. We're not dealing with these things. We're not having these conversations. So if I'm not having these conversations, I'm the one doing the oppressing. If I'm not doing the healing, I'm the one doing the impressing. I don't give a fuck what the fuck business, title, relationship, whatever you're trying to do. I don't give a fuck. If your primary investment is not into healing, the healing work, the shadow work, therapy, going to therapy, healing, then I don't care what job, what title you trying to get, what certificate, what degree you get, it will become the food for the trauma. You're talking about somebody that had four or five different restaurant jobs. I was in restaurants for like 20 plus years. Ever since I was like, what? 1916, like 20, trying to start my life over. I was trying to start my life with a clean slate all the way over. 
after the after going away after the, the jail all that shit like going through that process before that like losing family members 27 all of these traumatic experiences i'm trying to change my life in this moment so i become subservient i'm like maybe if i'm the one that's in that space maybe then everything will start working if i just be silent to myself nah that shit kept reliving it so this is what y'all this is what a lot of us don't understand like until you deal with that traumatic experience until you deal with that emotional wound that shit keeps repeating itself that means the shit that happened to you with your dad you got to deal with that stepfather whatever you want to call it you got to deal with that or are you going to carry that shit into every relationship that you go into that's going to be your oppressive point you've been carrying that ever since the shit that happened to you with your mother you still carrying that on the same way that you don't like your mother she feels like she's entitled to shit is the same narrative that you carry that's the same oppressive point and it's easy for you to sit there and be like well i'm nothing like my mama because i don't do this this and this that sounds nice but you are that's the only reason you're able to react to it that's what you stuck in that heavy ass sentence you rather carry the weight of that sentence rather than do the work yo you weren't your ancestors didn't put that shit on you for you not to deal with it they weren't able to do it deal with it or they chose not to deal with it they didn't have the information they weren't inside of the space but simply because it's coming up to you right now now this is your decision you can decide to let it keep going on but i'm gonna let you know what your i'm gonna let you know what your ancestors didn't know then and what they know now keep doing carrying that shit on you keep all you keep doing is passing that sentence on to your kids i ask people all the fucking time when your child turns 18 what will they have your child turn 18 what will they have think about that when your child turns 18 of age what will they have what emotional what what intellectual property have you given them what words have you given them in the aspects of healing think about that because in the reality of it but now you want to like you feel like this is how you got to think about that plan that sentence it is never too late this is one this is another thing this is another uncommon myth that we keep having in our community you keep thinking that it's too late to heal well i've already had this this and this all right what is still yeah but my kid okay you're decide you you're making the decision not to heal you're making the decision not to do the work not why would you why would you put that on them really think about that this is the things that these are the things that we have to start making normal 
you afraid of being judged you afraid of being judged and seen a certain way i've already been through that process i remember first going through that process the more that i went through that process the more that i understood the need for that process because i had to thought like a lot of my people thought i was like my family's gonna disown me or they're not gonna like me anymore they're not gonna be able to okay i am a shaman if you look up the history and go look at the lineage and the history behind a shaman a shaman is way off in the wilderness somewhere you got to go find the shaman the shaman was not a part of the tribe a lot of times they were on you would have to go to the the shaman was called by the chief the chief and the shaman had a relationship together based on their works and what they're able to do but you had to go summon the shaman you had to go summon me that's my lineage so i look at the i look at why i was always separated from everybody and a lot of the uh family reunions and a lot of those things i look at that and i'm like oh shit, that's what i was that doesn't mean i'm doing it now but i have to understand that that's an aptitude that i have to accept that i would not be inside of a certain space with certain individuals so when you look at the overlay of the land where i'm at now and i'm thinking about like how I am now with the quality of my energy, how I maintain my energy and all of these things, it's always based on the sense of isolation. I work, be I work best in this type, I work best in this space. I can involve and include myself into events, but it's based on solutions. So everything layers on top of each other and rebuilds that space. Everything that laid on top of that nurtured me into this space. See, a lot of times we're afraid of those sentences because those sentences are going to take you away from the comfort. That's all the sentence takes you away from. Think about you, Mac. You thinking that it's horrible for niggas to be in prison, but nigga, when you really think about it, taking away the emotional aspect, they get three square meals a day. If you were in fat camp, nigga, we, nigga, we, were, we ate pretty good. You just looking at TV and how TV look. Then how it look. You feel me? You afraid to carry that sentence, but you're already carrying it. You keep, you keep basically, I put it like this. Your lack of self-worth, your lack of um, the lower levels of abundance, the lower levels of prosperity, you having a fulfilling, enriched life of what you're trying, what you desire based on limitate, no limitations is behind your self-worth. Your self-worth, your self-awareness, your value is based on yourself, on that internal work, that self, that self-love, that self, that work of self. You've gotten to a point with yourself where you haven't thought about that because you keep getting stuck in those catchphrases. You got those catchphrases like, my favorite catchphrase to hear somebody say is, that's why I don't deal with niggas, or that's why I don't deal with bitches, or that's why I don't do this, this, and this. What you're really saying is, and I've caught people on this and I made them think about it. This before I even stepped into the role, stepped into the role. I was healing niggas unconsciously. Whenever you sitting there saying to yourself, 
that's why I don't and why can't I have this? What you're telling yourself is in reality, I fear the conflicts that are needed for my growth. I fear conflict, a natural part of the process for growth. That's what you keep saying. Every time you waiting for one of your homegirls to say some shit, that's why I don't fuck with that nigga, fuck niggas and all this shit. But you wonder why they can't leave that nigga alone. Guess why? The reason you don't like that nigga because he reminds you of the motherfucker. Y'all, he reminds you of y'all parent, y'all, y'all dad, y'all, the father figure y'all had. The reason you don't like your your homeboy and it, your brother, or your homeboy, and his girl, is because she reminds you of your mother. He looks like you. That's why y'all get along. That's why all that shit work in the same circle. That's why I'll be fucking with bitch. You sound bitter as fuck. Y'all keep doing the same shit over and over and over again, mad at the world. Why? Because of that entitlement. That entitlement got y'all fucked up. Y'all entitled. As I said this before, as your standards raise, your entitlement, your expectations fall and your entitlement cease to exist. You are literally in a space that is based on the existence of your need for an, your need for an, your need to your feelings of entitlement. You are literally a part of a space that is based upon your needs for entitlement. As long as you feel that you are entitled, this space stays the way that it is. I want you to understand that. That's why most, most you looking at this as a prison, but it's actually the training ground. See, when you got entitlement, this is a prison. When you got entitlement, this shit's a matrix. It's the matriarchal system of events that you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand that it's your emotions that move you through this shit. The energy emotion that moves you through this shit. But when you're sitting there assessing based on your standard doing the internal work, you understand that this is you. This is your sequence of events. How you, how, so what are you running away from? I talked about that, I dropped the post about that earlier in the day, week. So you sitting here still trying to run away from something. What are you running away from? What are you escaping? You are supposed to be ascending. That means rising and expanding inside of the space. If you're trying to run away from the space that you're supposed to be expanding in, then that's escaping. That's how y'all think about it. A lot of y'all just want to escape. It's okay. It's okay. It's time to be honest. A lot of y'all just want to escape. That's what y'all looking for. A lot of y'all just looking for the escape in life. That's a lot. A lot of y'all just looking to escape. It's okay. It's okay. A lot of y'all are looking for the escape. A lot of y'all look for escape. You're worried. You're scared. It's okay. It's time to deal with those things. A lot of y'all are afraid of that emotional vulnerability. And it shows on y'all faces every single day. I love, I, I, I say this all the time. I love being vulnerable. Vulnerable puts you at a sense, a level of aware, self-awareness and sensitivity and ability 
to tap into your abilities. You need that shit. You need that shit to tap into your abilities. My depth perception, my hearing, my senses is off the chain. After doing that, doing this eternal work, my ability to do like it changes everything. But you like, man, nah, man, because if I get vulnerable and I die, man, then, 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 man, I'm, 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 yeah, okay. Remember, it's not what you say, it's not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it and what it really means. How to find out what you really saying and what you really mean. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers out there mad as hell because your life ain't act your life ain't becoming what you thought it was going to become. You out there mad because you stuck in the aspect of the words we say. Every time, I'm gonna say it again. Every time say you say that's why I don't. It, right, every time you say that's why I don't is what you are really saying is I fear the conflicts that are needed for my growth. After this break, we don't get into that. Thank you for choosing the gold hour. Hey, hey, and we back, we back to you after that break. That can be you in the ad roll. The words we say, every time you say, that's why I don't. Is that what you're really saying? Or is it more like, I fear the conflicts and need for that growth? That's one of the major parts when it comes into the things that we're saying, the lines that we're saying, the words, the scripts that we keep playing into our heads. All of that is the subconscious program. All that's your subconscious program. If you think about, you keep saying over and over and over again, but it's hitting those emotional points. So it's like, just think about that. I, I remember always saying that all the time, like this, the cowardice, you're not scared of people or I'm not trying to be beat. I'm not trying to annoy you, play me. Or whew, all of these emotional undertones need some more water. All of these emotional undertones. Are the traumatic response. So think about that negative self-talk. When we think about negative self-talk. When you're thinking about the conversations that you have. If you're always around people. I'll tell you there's three tiers. There's three different tiers. There's the people that always talk about other people. People that always talk about events and the people that talk about ideas. When you're looking at your circle, who's talking about what? It's like, you got to think about those conversations. Like, if you're inside of a space with yourself and you're avoiding dealing with the, that emotional breakdown, you're dealing, you're not dealing with actually stepping into that space, you're always going to have people that are always going to be seen to always talk about people. So think about that conversation and how it goes. People are always talking about other people and then you got this oppressive complex. Think about how you get stuck in that. Just think about it. Really think about it. Think about it. 
You sitting out here every single day of the week, mad with yourself. You don't want to have conversations, but you're avoiding yourself. Think about your conversations based from a, I remember thinking about my conversations when I was avoiding things. When I wasn't having those conversations, when I wasn't in a, when I wasn't in a nurturing space. But I'm thinking about my environment. Like a lot of the times, the conversations that we had, it was always off standards in my, my in the in the in the, in the house. I remember that shit used to be crazy. Like I remember, literally, my sisters and my brother would go to my mom. Nobody would go to my pops. And then like, I would always be sitting there in between, like, who do I go have a conversation with? Like, I never felt right sitting in that space. And then later on down the line, like finding out my finding out my lineage in my family, my family lineage, my father, things of that nature, it made more sense to why I wasn't able to confine in certain aspects. Not really understanding that that by itself, that set the tone for how I spoke. That set the tone for most, sometimes over explaining things, sometimes explaining things to a point, but still keeping it secret, not really being open. That means I, <clears throat> I've talked about, I've spoken this before. There's a difference between being honest and open. You can be open without being honest. But you can't be honest without being open. You, you make sense? You can be open without being honest. That means you can tell an entire story and omit things from the story, but be open. The emotional inflections are there and everything in that nature. But when it comes time to you being honest, it's that's, vulnerable, that's the vulnerability. That honesty makes you face those points of judgment. So think about it, if I'm inside of this space with myself, like, and I'm not able to have these type of conversation with my mother, these conversations with family members, the only one I'm able to have these conversations with really is my grandmother. So think about those, I'm thinking about these conversations I'm having with my grandmother, that build, that understanding with myself, but I'm like, yo, I'm really not able to express my feelings, my thoughts, to a certain point with anybody else. Cause I'm always thinking about my grandmother in that narrative. So think about, think about your upbringing. I had to think like, I didn't really, we never really realized <clears throat> how deeply rooted these aspects happen inside the space. Like our mindsets, where we're at, our mind, things that I nature. You never really think about that shit. And I never really thought about it. You're talking about somebody for, you're thinking about, think about 16 years of your life, 17 years of your life, never having a conversation about key points of that actually help with emotional development. Really think about that. That's the type of shit that we have to make normal in the aspects when we talk about emotional literacy. When we're talking about emotional literacy, you having that conversation, you you learning how to speak. Think about, I had to do that for like 17 years. 17 years of my life, that was in the earlier parts of my life. 
for 17 from like you're thinking about not 17 years. I want to say from age 12 to age 17. So that's 12, 1, that's 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. That's six years of my life. Before that, before that six years, you're looking at from age 11 to what, like five to 11. You're looking at another six years of learning emotional suppression. So six years of emotional suppression, then another six years of uh, emotional dampering. And then think about by the time you become an adult. Like that was just one layer of things that I had to deal with inside of my shadows that gave me a heavy sense of judgment, a heavy sense of powerlessness. That was just one layer that was present. And I've talked about this in most plenty of lectures, but I want to get into these points. Those conversations that weren't had, I'm searching for those conversations. I'm searching to have those conversations. But since all I knew was that, how do you think I'm gonna have the conversation? So since all that you knew was how you were raised, how do you think your conversations are gonna be? See, this is the things when we, when we start really pinpointing like, damn, I've been through this in my life. There's a difference in having that conversation. One of the number one reasons that relationships do not go past a certain point is when y'all are sitting here thinking about therapy, healing, you're thinking it's simply talking about the issue. I know I've had this. I had that conversation. Y'all are thinking about it's simply talking about the issue. Y'all think that y'all you do is have a conversation about the issue. You bring up the issues. You talk about it. Oh my God, my feelings were hurt. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. That's not what therapy is. I, I It's always funny when uh, clients come to me and we're going through therapy sessions and they're like, and we having these conversations and they're literally, they don't know how to talk. Even when they started, like it's, it's always crazy during a session, during a breakthrough. It's always crazy during a session, during a breakthrough. And like, they're actually starting to be able to express themselves. Then the child's coming to the surface. Their body language is changing. It's like they never spoke before. Because it's always hilarious. Because I'm when I'm looking at it, it's, it's like this euphoric feeling. I see it because I remember when I was first going through that moment. So to be able to provide this space for that, I'm like, wow, they're, they're legit, literally, like I can see the inner child smiling. And like they immediately start apologizing. Sorry, I think I rambled too far. I talked too much. No, but I have to understand that emotional release. Some people have never had that emotional release before in their life. I want you to think about that. Most motherfuckers haven't had that emotional release in their life. So the moment that somebody listens to them, that make that opens up more things. So we're thinking about these conversations that opens up more aspects. So now they start looking. This is when we start, this is when we're talking, when we're going deeper and deeper beyond the surface. When you start having this conversation, 
it bring up the conversation of relationships that you've had because now you're facing those judgments of those relationships. You're not going through the power of understanding those judgments and going through those, uh, peeling back those layers because that's what's necessary. So as you start going back, 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 further back, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like I remember have I remember my first conversation with somebody and this becomes the dangerous part. When you're not really learning how to express yourself, it always gives a, it always leaves because of that entitlement, because of that entitlement that's being bred, because of the uh expectations that's being bred or in that lack of standard that means or that lack of development That lack of development, guess what would happen? You don't understand. You don't understand like how that development messes up the mind, your mind, how it brings the residue and aspects to your heart. You don't understand. Like people really don't like go through that process. When I first started doing the aspects of really going into the therapy, the therapy aspect, the psychoanalysis aspect, being a coach therapist and going through the aspect of understanding shadow work. When I look at people that talk about shadow, like looking at it, it was like, there's really no one really talking about the dynamics going in depth with the shadow. That is not really present. That is something that's not really present. It's not really done. So me coming into this space, actually going in through, through this route, I had to understand why I had certain conversations. I was assessing certain standards. I was dealing with certain things because ooh, I didn't have it. I didn't have it. I didn't have those conversations. These conversations in me are, this right here is therapeutic to me. Like you can tell like I'm chopping up words because this is like new energy for me. Just even in me, even though I've been through this process to come back to it, to visit it, this is that experience. This is that opening of that energy. This is that vulnerability. This is the vulnerability that you're seeking with yourself. This is the openness. This is the honesty. This is where you build from. See, a lot of us, we're not used to building from such a space. We're used to building from the bias. We're used to building based on what we want to avoid judgments, to avoid going deep within ourselves, to avoid living with our, to avoid really dealing with ourselves. You'll have a couple of conversations like this. You might talk about this to this point and that to that point. But when it comes to like a legit conversation of this magnitude, you're not used to it. Most people are not used to this type of conversation. Most people are not because we're looking for something. I learned that a lot of times we say what we say because we're looking for something. We're either looking, we're looking for a certain reaction. We're looking to hear certain things happen a certain way. We're looking to avoid the emotional breakdown. Like legit. I don't know how many times I was trying to avoid people seeing my emotional breakdowns. Crazy. Like, just thinking about it, like when you look, when you really look back and I'm like, 
I did a lot of things that were based on trying to stay away from my emotions. I did a lot of shit that was in the negative sense of numbing, or not even numbing, but like bypassing the emotional point. But then I'm noticing like relationships, like if I'm in a relationship, I'm dependent upon them. I have an expectation for them to have us, for them to be emotional. So then I'm thinking about what I'm attracting. So I'm attracting the clingy chick. You feel me? I'm attracting the chick that has no standard or because I ain't got no damn standard. This is you being honest with yourself. I'm attracting chicks with no standard because I have no standard. I'm attracting chicks that have a sense of entitlement because I have a sense of entitlement. I'm attracting chicks that have expectations or a lower set of expectations. So it counterbalances my expectations because I'm sitting in a physical space where I'm thinking that I have all of these external narratives or these external points of my life that I'm like, yeah, I got all these external shit going on and they love me and da 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 this false narrative. I'm doing that shit every single day. Imagine doing that for, let's go from a, that for like six, seven, eight, all the, I was doing that up until my mid twenties. I was doing that shit until my mid twenties. My mid twenties, like 20, 25, 26. When I first came into my awareness with myself, like conscious, like consciousness, coming into that, coming into my awareness, I still had so many layers that were sitting on top of that. That's another thing we don't get into throughout the week that we really don't understand that that becomes a major part. When I, we talk about this shadow work, doing the internal healing, it's an entirely different narrative. 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 Like this, like going past this point, like there's so many pragmatic stigmas that we get stuck in. Like there's still a stigma that spirit, the spiritual practices, the healing, all of that of that nature. That's only, that's like, they, we still, people think about it as the women aspect, the consciousness, the warrior aspect, that's the masculine aspect. No, all because of basic conversations. All because of basic conversations as I send out this uh, message real quick. Stuck in that. Like there's a certain level of emotional aspect to ourselves that we gotta really start exploring. Like this when we talk about this vulnerability, like we don't understand that that's the divine masculine. For me coming from the divine masculine seat, the in order for me to understand that my energy is direct and it's gentle, I have to have that level of vulnerability. That means I have to move past certain points of judgment how people see me, things of that narrative. Those are those layers that you're gonna be removing and really assessing 
as you're going deeper into yourself, as you're going into this learning process with yourself, as you're going into this learning process with yourself, just on surface level, remember, we get it deeper and deeper into your shadow. If you've been rocking with me since the beginning, this is season five, we're getting deeper and deeper into these aspects. The pod, like the way I've broken down each element of what I do, Friday Night Lectures gets deep into a certain aspect. The podcast, it kind of like cracks open the shell, bringing it to the surface in the auditorial sense. And then I do the lives throughout the week, the TikToks, classes coming soon. Everything I do is, is structured around that understanding and honing into that ability. See, a lot of times we get like, I remember that fear of that narrative, being scared, not wanting to have those conversations. These are the conversations that we need to make normal again. Just being able to speak like this after those years, it changes narratives. This is what we're, this is what the work is. When I talk about this internal work, when I talk about going deeper to your shadow work, when I talk about, you can't even get to the magic. You ain't getting into conjuring, magic, hoodoo, voodoo, uh, Santa, you ain't getting into none of that shit without shadow work because all of that is the path of the shadow. See, we gotta get past the love and light. Oh, it's love and light and peace in my crystals. We gotta get past that point. All of that's the surface. Ooh, I meditated for, we gotta get past the surface. Ooh, I put in it, we gotta get past the surface. But you gotta get past that level of judgment. That same judgment that you fear is the same, the same judgments that you fear up to this point are the same judgments, the same judgments that you fear right now are gonna be the same things that you fear when you step into this space. Asking for protection, talking about, talking to your ancestors, same shit you're gonna be facing. So you got a choice. That emotional breakdown is the point of convergence. Without the emotional breakdown, you can't step into this point of convergence in order to become the true aspects of yourself. That emo you see a lot, I give you an example. I, I was listening to the thing they were talking about Britney Spears. And they're talking about her emotional breakdowns and was in jail and now she out and all this shit. And in my mind, I was like, just because she had a breakdown doesn't mean she didn't like do any rehearsing or or background dancing. You just didn't see it. And then I think about the narrative that it would attract to. And I'm looking at like how a lot of the stuff in the media is and how we see a lot of this shit. It's usually trains to consume that when you're in your emotional state that that's what depression is or you're broken down or you're sad and all of these things you can't move i was depressed for 12 for a six years straight nobody knew hell i didn't even know i was depressed libra i'm gonna say i didn't even know i was depressed i didn't even know i thought it was normal for me to think the way i was thinking and feel the way i was thinking because that was the environment that I came from. Every nigga around me was sad. 
every nigga around me was sad and mad and mean faces. So what do you think my the normal narrative was? I didn't discover a peaceful environment until I had my first, I didn't discover my first peaceful space until 2000 and I want to say 13. I didn't experience my first space of peace until 2013. That was my first apartment. And because I wasn't used to peace, since I wasn't doing eternal healing at this time, consciously doing my healing at this time in 2013, like consciously really getting deep into the healing aspect. I was doing like consciousness and things of that nature, but I wasn't doing the healing part. I invited that I was still attracting a lot of the same old energies. This is one of those major keys. As long as you're still speaking through that same emotional pool, you keep pulling in the same energy. You keep pulling in the same energy. The same people keep fucking with you. Same people keep making you mad. And it's, it, it just keeps doubling over because you keep doing the same fucking shit. I desire you to be the fucking best. Tell you this shit changes everything. That, that entitlement is what keeps your expectations high. That keeps your standard really low. Think about it. Your self-worth is based on your self-worth is based on your self-work. So if you ain't doing the internal work, that means your standard is very low. Think about your I remember really looking at my standard. And I'm not talking about anything external. I'm not everything external is a byproduct. Everything external is the byproduct of your internal, your internalized standard. That means how you maintain your energy, how you work with your energy, how you maintain your energy, work with your energy, how you cap, how you cultivate your energy, everything that you do inside of that space. So think about that. I'm thinking about how my energy was and how my energy is now. My energy is totally different. I always tell this story. I'm always, I'm up by 4.30. I'm up by 4.30. Right now, I'm finishing up recording the podcast on a Monday night. This is a Monday night. I record the podcast. Right now, it's about 9 p.m. Y'all will get this as be By the time y'all get this, it'll be released and ready, mastered and mixed and ready to go by uh, five, uh, 6 o'clock. Your energy level changes. That standard is, this is based on my external standard. I'm not rushing this. You feel me? The gentleness of the divine masculine, the directness of the divine feminine. That's the, it's gentle. It's direct. It's nurturing. You feel me? That's that energy that you're coming into. It's nurturing. Yes, it's direct. And that directness depends on what, what energy or what spiritual aspect that you are. Me being the light, me being in that light bearer sense, me being in that crossroads sense, me being in the 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 uh, the days of the dead, the dead sense, the transition sense. My shit is very dark. My shit is dark, direct, calming. My shit is like my shit is cooling when it comes over. That's why the tone of my voice is like down to my voice. 
I used to hide this, this tone of my voice. I was so stuck within a hatred of like, not it was like this, this unknowing of myself, afraid of the judgment of myself that I hid my voice. The depth that you hear in my voice right now, you wouldn't have heard this like eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. I was so scared to even talk at this tone. Like there's so many different aspects that we get into when we get into your shot. We talk about the shadow work and what it unlocks. There's so many different levels to it that are unlocked, that you start shifting, that you start understanding yourself. You start looking at yourself. You're like, God damn, my energy, my, my mindset, my mindset, how I keep moving, my feelings, my thoughts and all this shit. Like that energy, that, that focal point with yourself, you changing it. But I desire you to be the fucking best. We gonna get deeper into this throughout the week. So y'all tune in. Gotta call Alchemist, my YouTube channel. I have the new videos up there later on during the day. Stay tuned to the plug talk to get in every way to get in contact with me. Whether you listening to the daily keys or you going into, you ready for that service. Y'all had out there? Hey, hey. Hey, you know what we do around this time. Welcome to the Plug Talk. Another powerful episode. And you have a choice to be on any episode. If you have a product, you have a service, you want to do a build on a podcast episode, Hit me up, Papa Lucy666 at gmail.com so we can get you plugged in and get you uh either to for the sponsorship or setting up that episode. Even talking about ad rolls with monthly sponsorship. If you but also we still, you know, just I talked about in the week the reading. Reading services, spiritual baths, any spiritual services, shadow uh, reading, natal chart analysis, human design charts, so many other services. Hit me up at the mic. Okay, mic back in order. Hit me up at the hit me at the email address. Hit me at nine one zero five eight seven eight four three zero. You can hit me on Facebook at Dogs. D-A-A-R-T-H Shandi S-A-M-D-E-I Ra Capital R-A Or hit me at Papa underscore Lucy 666 On Instagram You gave me at Papa Lucy Sandy On TikTok Or You can Hit me up in the Gotta Call Alchemist The YouTube channel 8pm Eastern Standard Time Friday Night Lectures Zoom class is coming soon, so y'all stay tuned for that. I desire you to be the fucking best. Understand that this healing is destructive. The level of honesty is going to challenge and make you understand that everything that you believe that you were entitled to because of the traumatic experience, because of the shit you ain't healing, is gonna be the opposition to you becoming the motherfucking best.
Y'all stay tuned for this. This ain't the end, this the beginning. It's not what you think, it's how you think. To another, you understand that this is not the beginning. This is not the beginning. This is not the ending. This is the beginning. This is the end of what you think and now going into the beginning of how you think. We have to understand how important it is to have, not only have these conversations, but create the space for that. You are, you will be, you will be amazed and shocked at how many times these conversations, like how many people I've had conversations with and like their exact words in me is like, yo, what you're doing is different. And I, I'm always humbled. I'm always in gratitude when I hear it because the only thing that I tell them is like, yo, like I just wish that I had this when I was younger when I was coming up. Like, these are the things that we're making normal now. Like, there's so many people that are having conversations like this, and it's changing the narrative. It's changing the tone. Being open inside of that space. When, like, I'll give you like this. To hear, this is how you know, like, things are falling, things are matriculating as they need to fall down. And so I want you to think about this. Everybody wants to talk about entertainers, in the woke phase and all of this, this is what I see. I was watching Billion Dollars Worth of Game with an episode with Kevin Gates. And he was talking about his journey. I was listening to another game, uh, another episode of Million Dollars Worth of Game. He had Snoop Dogg down there talking about manifestation and like he was a manifesting all those aspects. I've been listening to like certain people say certain things and it's not that I'm looking for anything. See, it's when you're looking for something that you miss the message. And like, when you look and you hear Big Sean talk about manifestations, the detoxes and things of that nature, I'm not looking for Big Sean to be anything, but I can pick that message. They're like, if I listen to Kanye West, I can hear the message. I hear used to listen to XXTCON or uh, Juice, like, I, li I hear the message. See, when you stuck inside of that fear of being vulnerable or open, you miss the message. I want you to understand this. Subscribe to the message and not the messenger. I want you, when you subscribe, when you follow me on TikTok, follow me on Facebook, follow me on uh, Instagram, hit me for, I don't want you to follow me because it's me. Follow the message. Remember, my favorite motto was study all, follow none. My favorite, one of my favorite mantras is study all and follow none. I don't want you to follow me because then when it comes time for you to apply, how will you bypass me? I want you on the, t this is why I always say, I desire you to be the fucking best. I desire you to be the best. I desire you to be on that top tier. But in order to be here, you gotta understand that healing is destructive. This is gonna be a level of honesty that is going to challenge and become the oppositions of those entitlements. And once you get past and you shed the, the expectations and entitlements, that's when you can step into what you deserve and what you desire. 
Because everything you deserve and you desire is within this darkness. Your, your potential, your purpose, and your power is found at the root. I desire you to be the fucking best. Been another episode of the God Hour Podcast. Thanks for stopping through. All right, hit y'all up next week. I love you. We love us. I'll show you.